Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Well, 
Nature is back in the storyline again as the tenants are being given an opportunity to vote so that they can uh, decide how they want to handle all of the complaints, $80 billion in backlog repairs. Yeah. So, you know, it's about time. It's about time that, you know, someone's giving them an opportunity to speak up and speak out about the things that are going down. And, you know, we'll see how, again, we'll see how this goes and, you know, how they're going to take advantage of this opportunity. Well, talk about automobiles. Now they're talking about our speeding issues. 12,000 people lost their lives to speeding accidents. Well, they're looking to make a mandate that all automobiles have a component, you know, installed that will hopefully prevent speeding. Now, you know, this might be a big feat for them, but you know what? Mm, it's worth a try. It's worth a try. You know, there's uh, some skeptical skepticism about all of this, but you know what? We'll see how it goes. Well, I think one of the most disturbing pieces of information we got yesterday was about EMT safety. Yeah, because of the rising you know, incidences with our EMTs, they are trying to figure out whether they are going to give them body armor and self-defense courses or they're going to give them some private insurance to all the non-FDNY employees. Now, Oh, brother, we, you know, we're trying to figure out why would there have to be some either or opposed to giving the EMT workers everything that they actually could benefit from. You know, why not equip them with some self-defense classes? And don't they deserve some private insurance based on all of the stuff that they're kind of going through? Yeah, why are you making them decide or y'all are trying to decide, you know, what and which ones they should have. And, of course, it's split. Some want to go with the first option of the uh, body armor and self-defense classes or the other side is going with the private insurance. And this is what happens when you're trying to make up your mind because everybody's not going to agree. So just give it all to them, why don't you? Well, the wow story of the day was a new catfishing uh, occurrence where women are believing that they are dating someone. I guess they make these uh, men look, you know, real appealing. And when the woman gets to the restaurant that the man has invited them to, he doesn't show up. 
intentionally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when she decides to, you know, go ahead and order her meal anyway, they then inform her that, or she went home only to find out that in actuality there was never a person she was supposed to meet. Mm-mm. That the restaurant had duped her into believing that she was supposed to be seeing a man and meeting a man at the restaurant, but in actuality, it was a ploy for the restaurant to actually get her dollars in her food order. Yeah, you're dead creeps. Can you imagine? Yeah, well, this is what happens, unfortunately, when, you know, they they see us as being desperate. Desperate enough to, you know, go out and, you know, sit down and wait for somebody at a restaurant. And when the person doesn't show up, we order. Well, I don't know if I would be doing that, but they, you know, they are making money off off of these women. And to think that this is what you set up creeps, 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 creeps. So, you know, that that's some of the stuff we talked about yesterday. I mean, we just ended up going into an entirely, entirely different conversation as we talked about the benefits of women actually going out, and men, and men, actually going out to eat. I'm sorry, going out to kind of mingle and meet people on the outside opposed to sitting on the inside and picking up people on dating apps and all kinds of things like that. So it got a little exciting for me as I started thinking about, you know, all the things that we do to cheat ourselves out of, you know, really being able to grow from intermingling with people and being out and about. So go back and listen. Go back and listen. It's a very good episode. Okay? Okay. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday. Yep, here we are on this side of the week. And today we get to discuss our health whether it's our physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, physical health. I said one of those twice, but it's okay. You know what I'm talking about. Something that has to do with our health. And you know how we do over here. It can get real broad as to how we discuss our health. And... uh We're going to get this party started. So go ahead and get your healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Cancer doesn't wait. Neither should you. We know COVID-19 is on everyone's mind right now. But that doesn't mean you should neglect your routine health care. 
It's important to take care of yourself by doing regular cancer screenings. Screening checks your body for cancer before you have symptoms. Regular screening tests may find breast, cervical, and colon cancers early when treatment is likely to work best. Lung cancer screening is recommended for some people who are at high risk. Talk with your doctor now about when and how often you should be screened before you develop symptoms. If you're having symptoms, take action now and call a doctor. Finding cancer early improves your chances of living longer. Make sure to ask your doctor about the steps they're taking to keep you safe during visits. Remember, cancer doesn't wait. For more information, visit cdc.gov cancer. This message is brought to you by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, American Cancer Society, and the National Comprehensive Cancer Network. Good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. The day we talk about our health over here on It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Yeah. So giving God thanks that we are on this side of the week. Got a lot to be grateful for. Others did not make it, but we did. And uh, we're going to say thank you. We get another opportunity to be together again. Okay? All righty. Well, let's get our health tip underway. Well, it is freezing outside. Wouldn't you say? I know it's cold to me. And some of us have some real problems with our skin in this cold weather. So we're going to talk about a few skin care tips for when it's cold outside. You know, of course, this won't work for everybody, everything won't work for everybody, but you should find something that works for you, all righty? Well, one of the first things we want to talk about as a skin care tip is moisturize, Okay. Cold weather will make your skin dry. And if you already have dry skin, then you're going to have an up, you know, a hard time holding on to you know the moisture in your skin. So you want to make sure that you apply a good moisturizer. You know, Definitely after you bathe and or wash your hands, okay? Uh, You're going to use some thicker creams than you would use during the summertime. 
and uh, some ointments that contain some good moisturizing ingredients. And we got petroleum. Ah, petroleum jelly Vaseline, yeah. It's one of the good ones that they say. Um, It's great for moisturizing your skin. Shea butter. Yeah. Another good one. Glycerin. Another good one. And mineral oil is another good one. Now, I make a monster, a monster body balm that includes shea butter and petroleum jelly, among some other ingredients. And all you need is a dab. When I say a dab, I mean a dab goes a long way. When I make it, it really takes a long time to use it up. So I can attest to the fact that Vaseline, petroleum jelly, shea butter are definite good ones that will help to keep your skin moisturized, okay? All right, they say use gentle cleansers. They say harsh cleansers may strip your skin of its natural moisturizing agents and it will worsen the dryness. So you want to avoid cleansers with ingredients like alcohol, retinoids, and alpha hydroxy acid. Now, that means you're going to have to start looking at some ingredients. All right? So they say it may be beneficial to use fragrance-free cleansers as some fragrances might irritate your skin and cause dryness. Okay? All righty. Another skin care tip. Don't scrub your skin. They say when you're bathing or washing your face, be gentle and avoid irritating your skin, and that will prevent dryness. They say instead of face brushing or body scrubbing, use your hands or a very soft washcloth. And avoid soaps or cleansers containing scrubbing beads. In other words, exfoliants. You know, once you start scratching your your body, to you know, they say get those uh, dead skin cells off and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's what they're talking about. All right. Another skin tip. I'm sorry. Skin care tip for this cold weather. Take shorter. Showers definitely works in this house. I want that water bill. And take lukewarm showers. Okay. You know, you know, people in the wintertime like to take long, hot showers, especially during the cold weather. But they say longer, hot her showers contribute to skin dryness. 
okay? And it um, allows your skin to be exposed more because you're removing all of your skin's protective barriers, okay? So they say don't take a shower for longer than 10 or 15 minutes. That is way too long. Ah. And make sure you use lukewarm water instead of hot water. Okay. Well, surprisingly, they say protect your skin from the sun even in the cold weather. Okay. They say you might be inclined to hang out in the sun during the cold weather, but you still need to protect your skin from the sun. Make sure you, you know, cover up properly. And you still might need some sunscreen. All right? The Skin Cancer Foundation is recommending that you use sunscreen because you don't want to expose your skin to that those sun rays. You know what that could possibly mean, right? All right. Stay hydrated. Make sure you drink a lot of fluid, primarily water, because it impacts your skin, and it'll help to keep you hydrated and healthy. So they say make sure you have a bottle of water with you throughout the day, and choose water drinks that don't have a lot of sugar, and add a lemon or lime twist (laughs) to your water to improve the taste. Okay? They say plain coffee or tea and sparkling water can also be healthy hydration options. Okay? Use a humidifier. Okay? They say cold temperatures are often associated with low humidity, and low humidity can make your skin dry out faster, okay? And indoor heating can also make your skin dry. Mm-hmm. All right, so humidifiers add moisture to the air, and it might alleviate dry skin. So, you know, it would be good to get a humidifier for your house, all right? And that way, it would help to keep your skin in good condition, all right? I don't know about you, but I constantly wash my hands. We're always washing our hands in here, and our skin is taking a beating. I mean a beating. And... Keeping your hands moisturized is definitely um, essential. So we keep some of that body balm that I was talking about. Keep a lot of that around. Or I've been, um, for the past couple of days, I've used like some Jergens lotion. That has definitely helped with keeping my hands moisturized. So, you know, this your body takes a beating even 
during this time. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. It is freezing these last couple of days. It's been so bitter. So you want to make sure you take care of your skin. Okay? All righty. So what are we talking about today? Hmm. Let's see. Boy, do I have some, um, do I have some stories for you all. Oh, my goodness. I was like, are you serious with some of this stuff that I was pulling up yesterday? Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to talk about the stuff that affects our body. Well, I was like blown away at this particular story. So out in Missouri, this man went for a routine colonoscopy. Yep. You know how we have to get our colon examined? Yes. Well, he went for his colonoscopy exam. And uh, mm, 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 mm. this 63-year-old man had no known history of colon cancer. And, you know, he had to take the colonoscopy just to, you know, do this routine checkup. And he did whatever he was supposed to do. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. So they go to put the camera in, right? And they spot a fully intact fly that was dead. In his colon, y'all. So they talk, They spoke to him, and he had no idea as to how the fly got into his colon. Now, there's a reason why I'm telling you this story. So they ask him, you know, what did you do before you, you know, in order to prepare for the colonoscopy? So he told them that he consumed the liquids one day before the colonoscopy because you have to drink this this uh, stuff that's going to clean you out. And he last recalled eating pizza two days before the procedure. But he didn't remember any flies being around. And the doctors told him, that, you know, it's a very rare, you know, thing to have, you know, ingested, for him to have ingested a fly. Very rare. Well, yeah, because you got to know what you're eating. You got to eat the fly. And not only that, remember now, the fly was whole. So it's different, like, let's say for argument's sake, it was on his pizza. Then the fly should have been chewed up, right? Well... The CDC says that they consider this to be intestinal myiasis. And they say that it's a condition in which flies 
enter a gastrointestinal tract by depositing their eggs on food or in an area where the larvae can easily access the human body. So they are thinking that the fly deposited the egg on this man's food and this is how he ended up ingesting the stuff, the egg, and then it became a fly. Oh, my gosh. So that's why it was whole. Oh, my goodness. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. So, you know, um, this is something that is not completely abnormal. So, I don't know. I don't know. Because you would think that, like, all the stuff in your colon would kind of kill it. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was on the thing that was the two, the the scope. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know, but I tell you, that's something that you know. We don't know how anything happens. I'm be honest. You just wake up sometimes, and stuff is is what it is, and that's that's the scary part. Because a lot of times things are going on in your body, you have no idea. All righty. We'll talk about some other weird health stuff. We've got another crazy story. So there's this 35-year-old man in Vietnam. And he had been experiencing some severe headaches for about five months. So they say on November 25th, this man sought help. And he kept com- complaining about these severe headaches. And he said that there was also some fluid discharge and some fluid loss. Well... They gave him a CT scan, and they saw, are you all ready? They saw why he had a headache. He had chopsticks in his brain. (laughs) This is for real, y'all. This is straight for real. So they asked him, what happened? So he says that about five months ago, he had been out drinking, and he remembers being stabbed in the face with some chopsticks. But when he got to the hospital, after the the fight, They said they didn't find anything. They didn't find no chopsticks. There were no irregularities anywhere in his face, in his nose, or anything like that. And 
He says he suspected that the chopsticks were lodged in his nose during the fight. Now, if I know somebody stabbed me with chopsticks, <laughs> and I had never seen these chopsticks after the fight, he went to the doctor, but they said they didn't find anything. Well, they found out that the chopsticks had been lodged in his nose during the fight and remained undiscovered in his skull. Now, what kind of fighting was going on? And I'm I'm just feeling my little nose here. And I'm saying, Stephanie, could somebody stick some chopsticks up your nose and they stick them up your nose so deep, so hard that you don't realize you got some chopsticks in your nose and stick it in. Because think about it, y'all. If it goes up your nose, don't it have to go up in the back of your eyes? Oh, my gosh. You can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. Oh, my gosh, you can't make this stuff up. Well, they did some endoscopic surgery, and they got the chopsticks out. They sealed whatever, um, like, wherever the chopsticks had impacted in his brain. And uh, they said he's in stable condition and waiting to go home. Think, think about how good God is that somebody would stab you with some chopsticks in your nose. It gets lodged in the brain, and you walk around for five months. What kind of God is it that we serve? I tell you, this body is amazing. Amazing. What else are we talking about today? I'm trying to figure out, is that our only crazy story? Mm-mm-mm. Well, out in, I think it's California, yep, out in Compton, off the medical stuff for a little bit. So they've got, I guess these teachers are saying, hey, we ain't going to be the next one shot and uh, almost losing our life. So they have a teacher and principal walk out. Yes, they left the school. <laughs> they called out sick because they had some boy who brought a BB gun to school and another kid pointed the BB gun at the teacher's head. Now the cousin of the teacher is telling the story. And they say that 
uh, they're not messing around with this. So they were playing with some little uh, kid, and I don't know, things got out of hand. And that's when this BB gun was pointed at the individual, and the teacher was not comfortable with the kids still being in the school as they allowed the two kids to come back to school. And the teacher said she didn't want them there. The principal said she didn't want them there. And they all called out. Yes. So the um, they only had like a like the, the the office staff. So they had to call the administrators, and they had to get some substitute teachers out. And they did a a principal and teacher walkout. They refused to go back to that school until that kid was not allowed to come back to school. So I don't know. They didn't say what ended up happening, but they said a lot of the parents did come pick up their children because they were not going to leave their kids there with, you know, really no staff because you can't have an entire school filled with substitute teachers. Can you imagine? Them kids would be going buck wild. No principal either. Oh, you know how that would look. You know how that would look. It would look nice and crazy over there. So like I said, you know, with with the whole thing with the kid, you know, and uh, the teachers were complaining and and telling the principal and the staff, you know, hey, I don't want him here. He's dangerous. He's a menace. And they kept letting the kid go to school. And look what ended up happening. Well, I tell you one thing, this is going to be like everything else. All they need is for one set to start this, and you're going to hear about this more often. Now, when Vivian or I come back and tell you, there are more, you know, of schools where the teachers are walking out when the kids start acting up. Now, BB guns have been known to do some damage. So, I don't know. You know, they're, they're not, they're really not taking this stuff sitting down anymore. And you know what? I don't really know if I blame them. I really don't know if I blame them. You got to take care of your teachers. I mean, if you don't take care of the teachers, then who's going to you know, take care of our kids. All right. Well, we're still in California, y'all. So there's this father who has a 16-year-old daughter, and they have arrested him (laughs) because they say that the 16-year-old daughter has been selling nude pictures all over social media. And they said when they did the, the uh, when they did the investigation, they said that they found out that she had been selling all of this illegal content online and she had made about forty thousand dollars. 
Now, I got a question. How long has she been selling nude pictures? How many nude pictures has she sold in order to make $40,000? People make $40,000 a year on a job. It takes some people a whole year to do a legitimate job and earn that $40,000. So I don't know. It doesn't say how long. This has been going on. Yeah, it doesn't say. It doesn't say how long this has been going on. But the reason why the father was arrested is because they say he knew all about it. Mm-hmm. And he was completely aware and he was helping to profit <laughs> from her selling the nude pictures. So that means she was cutting dad in on some of that 40000 I tell you. So they've arrested him and charged him with sex trafficking and contributing to the delinquency of a minor and child abuse. Yeah, so I wonder if that 40000 going to be worth it. Because remember now, she got the 40000 in its entirety. And we don't know how much he got. But he got something. It ain't going to benefit him now. That's for sure. And speaking of dads and daughters, mm-mm-mm. you've got this man out in Tennessee, 81-year-old Floyd, who has been charged with criminal homicide. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, they say that about one thirty in the afternoon on Monday, the police got a report of a domestic disturbance. And when they got to the location, they found his daughter with stab wounds to her chest, lower neck, and cheek. Oh, boy. So they say that somehow people had, uh, they reported that him and the daughter were in a verbal argument and it ended up escalating to a physical altercation. They said they saw him grab his daughter's head, pull her to the ground before hitting her in the face multiple times, 81 years old now. 81 years old. He then stands up, goes inside the house, comes back with a kitchen knife, walks up to the daughter, and begins to stab her repeatedly. This is just insane. So one of the witnesses said that after he stabbed her, he stood up and handed the knife to the neighbor and said, I tried to kill her, but I couldn't. Well, they're charging him with attempted criminal homicide, so 
But here's the reason why I'm bringing you this story. Because they say that they spoke to him and asked him what happened. He told them that he had had intentionally grabbed the knife but didn't know he grabbed it. Now, let me read this to you again. (laughs) He intentionally grabbed the knife but did not know why he grabbed it. So I read it the wrong way. I'm sorry. He claimed that the fight escalated because everything that had been building up and that he would do it again if given the opportunity. Oh, Lord. Now, you know he's spending the rest of his little five days in jail because when the jury or the judge hears that he said that he would do it again oh they ain't letting him back out in the street now I don't see no picture because I was surely interested as to whether he was on this side of the fence or not and you know, do we really get that angry at our children? This man is 81 years old. So let's say she's got to be at least 35. So you know, spent 35 years with this daughter. And because you have gotten into some verbal altercation or verbal disagreement and you say, you know, everything had piled up. You don't know if he's saying everything that had piled up with him, with between them, on that day, you know, over a course of time. But what is going on where even when you think about the fact that you, you know, you stabbed her repeatedly, you went from hitting her in the face, grabbing her by the hair, pulling her down, hitting her in the face, to getting up and going inside and getting the knife. It wasn't even like the knife was right there, like y'all were fighting in the house, the knife was right there. You pulled the, you know, knife and you started stabbing her but then you you're not even sorry you're gonna say that if you could do it all over again you would oh my goodness gracious where's my due time crew let's say good morning to the due time crew good morning Tamika good morning Pastor Seth uh what day is it today? Is this so wild? I'm confused. What, what are we dealing with this Girl, Vivian ain't got nothing on me today. Oh, my Not goodness. at all. <laughs> has nothing. She has nothing on me today. Uh, Tamika, when I was going through this news last night, I said, Good Lord. 
I mean, God, did you really just say, Stephanie, I got to give you something today or what? Girl. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so which one do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the fly in the man's intestine where they're thinking that somehow or another an egg was laid and he ingested this or the fight that broke out with the Vietnamese man and he got stabbed with the chopsticks and he's been walking around with the chopsticks in his brain for five months. Which one you want to talk about? I'm going to start it off this one. There was an old man who swallowed a fly. I don't know why he swallowed a <laughs> That was the very first thing that I thought of. Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, of all the things to find back there. <laughs> like, oh, my why? God. Like, you know, and, and and God keeps us, he sustains us, he rescues us, you know. Um, and this is why I, I, you know, I'm almost at a point where it's like, no more eating out. Everything that I eat is going to be here because I have no flies in my house. You ever walked into a oh restaurant and you've seen a fly flying in, and you just you you know you figure oh well I'm just, I'm, I'm you know I'm gonna eat my food. I have gone into restaurants. If I see a fly, I'm walking out. I've always been that way because I'm just funny like that. You know because I don't yeah. know where the fly went to, and you know flies fly on anything, and yeah. so they fly on the anything, and then end up on your food. And so yeah. I, I never would have thought that this could happen. But and, and then the 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 fly be intact, so you didn't chew that thing. You, you know, mm-hmm. swallow, swallow, chew, chew, swallow. You didn't do yep. any of that. So something that you ate nine times out of ten, pizza. The, you know, the restaurant got the window open or the door open. Somebody came in and the fly came in, and you know the food smells good. So fly lands on food, creates eggs. Ah, like I'm cringing every little part of me, inside and out, is cringing by the whole ideal of that. You know, people need to just eat at home. Just, just, just stay at home. I'm sorry for the restaurant owners and those that are trying to make a buck, but why? I want to read something to you. So then, something I heard quite some time ago, Tamika, and. I heard that when a fly lands on your food, it throws up, it vomits onto your food. And I never looked it up. I never looked it up. So I just looked it up. And I wanted to see if this were true. And the question is, should you trash food a fly's landed on? It says, when a fly touches down on your sandwich, that's probably not the only thing it's landed on that day. Flies often sit on gross stuff like a dumpster or decomposing food that's full of microbes. The germs can hitch a ride, and if the fly stays put long enough, Hop onto your meal. This is much more dangerous than their saliva 
because some of the microbes can cause diseases. But if the fly doesn't stay longer than a few seconds, the chances of microbes transferring are low and your food is probably fine. To keep insects from landing on your food, you should always cover it up. If your house is infested with flies, you can use simple traps to get rid of them. So uh, they say pretty much no, that does not happen, at least in this particular uh, story or this news report or this whatever you want to call it. So I don't want anything if my if it's landed on my food from a fly, Tamika, because like it says, and like you just got finished talking about, they land on everything. Flies land on everything. So now when it lands on your food, they're talking about if it's for a couple of seconds, it ain't. It may not be all that bad, girl. So you gonna sit there and count uh, one, right. two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll pass. There goes the cookout. She can forget it. <laughs> okay, and that's one of the things that the, the article actually brought up. It, you know, I didn't read that part, but it there was a paragraph that started with, you know, when you go to a cookout. So, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm with you. I'm not worrying about how long you sat there and my food is safe now. We we just gonna get rid of that all together. So let's you know let let let's let's not be crazy here. This is this is something I'm not attempting either. All right, Tamika, you've got the the school teacher and um, principal walkout, or you have the father who helps the daughter. And ra- and she raises $40,000 from the nude pictures. Or you've got the man who's mad at the daughter, the 81-year-old man who's mad at the daughter, and he stabs her repeatedly and says, I tried to kill her, and if I could do it again, I would. Which one are we talking about? Boy, uh, let's go with Papa trying to stab the child in the head. <laughs> they just don't make parents the way that they do. Right? Uh, like what? I, I've never phantom, first of all, I've never phantom a child doing it to an adult. Now we're talking about it. You good and grown. <laughs> you, yep. you, you know better. This is not something that, you know, this is. Nine times out of ten, you know, I'm just looking at it this way. Mom is gone because we didn't hear anything about mom, you know. Um, and there's that uh, pressure, you know. Now maybe it, it could have even been something as simple as, you know, you cooking Thanksgiving dinner. She's like, no, I'm not cooking it. You know, what mom normally does it. Well, okay, I'm not cooking it. You know, and <laughs> all of the things that the pressure of losing mom. You know, the um, now you're putting pressure on the daughter. You know, the daughter is now rebellious because it's like, okay, I'm tired of this. I, I, I can't take it anymore. I'm not doing it. 
you know, and y'all end up arguing. And so my thing is, it, it didn't stop. You had time to let that thing, you know, die down. You know, you could have gone for a walk. You could have got in your car. You could, you know, whatever it is. You went in the house and got a knife. So after all the, the pulling of the hair and the slapping and the hitting, you know, that wasn't good enough. You went in the house. You allowed that to continue to, to fester long enough for you to go in the house, get a knife, stab the child repeatedly in the chest, the neck, the... The, the chin, you said? Is, is, am, I, am I hearing correctly? So what, I didn't hear the last piece right? you said. What did you the say? Neck, he stopped her in the neck, the chest, and chin yes. in those areas? Yep, yep. They said and that she, she had, yep, 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 yep. She's on her back trying to get away. She's scuffling as far as she could, and as far as he could get was the chin. If he could have gotten to her head, he would have. If you're going to hit me, if you're going to stab me in the chest, you know, which is where my heart beats, you know, the, the, the two functions that make everything work is your brain and your heart. So if you can stab me in the chest, sure, you can, have, you can stab me in the, in, in the head. And then my thing is, when you first started talking about the story, I said, okay, nine times out of ten, he got angry and he blacked out. But blackout doesn't cause you afterwards to say, yeah, I did it. That's where you cross the line. And right. so, you know, um, if he said that he didn't know why he got the, the knife, that might have been a blackout moment. But when you say, yeah, I did it, and I did it again, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And at 81, he, little Floyd, little, I, I, and here we go. Floyd, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, somebody's going to have to do some research. But in my mind, whether front or first name or last name, I have never known anybody other than black named Floyd. Because, you know, we can call Floyd. <laughs> Come on here, Floyd. So after, it could be, it could be the one, um, somebody on the other side of the fence, just that one person. But in my lifetime, I've never heard of anybody on the other side of the fence named Floyd. <laughs> and that's my take on that. Oh my goodness! We gonna find out because I'm 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 gonna keep on looking to find out if they ever produce a picture of this particular individual because I am very curious. I mean, this is just some kind of story. Oh my goodness gracious! Let's see what our girl Shantice has to say this morning about these crazy stories. Ah, uh, thank you for joining us this morning, Tamika. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm okay, thanks. I'm okay. All right, so are we talking about the fly in the man's intestine, or are we talking about the chopsticks that the man was stabbed with during a fight that ended up landing in his brain, and he walked around with it for five months? We can talk about the chopsticks. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Like, what kind of gently, Sister Fury, (laughs) loosely fight was this that there were even chopsticks involved? Were you out eating? And then for you to have been stabbed with anything now, I know that in the midst of a fight, even a lot of times when it's a verbal fight, your adrenaline is going. 
so crazy that a lot of times you don't even realize the things that's happening around you or even with you. Like, we've heard of many stories of people um, being stabbed during fights, shot during fights, and they don't realize it until everything kind of calms down or in the midst of a fight, someone else would be like, yo, you're hit or you're bleeding. They, they still don't even realize it. Well, for you to get stabbed with anything and then you're walking around for a day, hours after, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the pressure. Even if miraculously there's no pain, just the pressure that you must have been feeling. How did you not feel the pressure and that have you on alert? I, I, I can understand that maybe I didn't realize while it was going on. But after this chopsticks in your brain, you don't feel nothing. Now, I've been blessed to not have ever gone any type of major surgery in my life. But I think after a fight, a paper cut would have me rolling down the street, depending on how it would – how is it that you don't feel that? That's the biggest mystery for me, that even after everything calms down, you know, because I'm assuming there would be some type of serious pressure. You talk about your head. You know, that that's something that's really sensitive. Think about when you get a headache. You know, so I, I, don't, I don't know how, how that works. Well, that's what took him to, that's what sent him to the hospital. Because the he had a headache, and he said he he was losing fluid. Well, I guess so. But how, <laughs> because but how remember long now, you yeah, I don't, I, five months, five months, okay, That's five cool. months. But the biggest, the biggest thing is that it was, it was inserted through his nostrils. So my thing mm-hmm. is, well, what kind of what kind of chopsticks were these that it went through your nose and you and nobody found them? He said he went to the doctor. He went to the emergency room after the the altercation, and they said they didn't see anything. I don't know, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, my Hopefully goodness. Hopefully he wasn't um, drinking or high either. Yeah, he was. He had been yeah. drinking. Yeah. So there, there you go. So for five months, you've been yeah. drinking straight. <laughs> you thought this yeah. was a regular headache? The chopsticks wasn't hanging out your nose or something? I don't know. That's what Very I'm saying. Enough. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. at all. They have a picture of the chopsticks. They're not the exact same size. So it's just, this is really just a serious, crazy story because none of it makes any sense. Right. Oh, okay, you got the, 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 the teacher walkout, the teacher principal walkout because of the BB gun being pointed at the teacher. You've got the dad who's going to jail who's in jail because he helped his daughter with her pornography, her personal pornography of photo sessions. <laughs> she was selling the pictures of her nude body and had made $40,000. Or dad who stabbed the daughter. 81-year-old Floyd. <laughs> 
since Tamika just went in on about Grandpa Floyd. Um, <laughs> the, I'm sorry, the, the new pick, who did you say helped her? Her dad. That is disgusting. Uh, well, I, I think I, you know, nowadays it's just like you can't even say it's safe say it was this type of person, this group of people, because everybody just out here, as we say in the streets, tweaking, meaning everybody out here losing their minds. There's just no why. So, are you sleeping with your daughter? Because I can't think of one reasonable father who has a daughter who would even know she's doing this and not take her head off, let alone I know she's doing this. Now, I know some fathers that I, I think it's safe to say what you said, that have, if they knew their daughter was doing this because a lot of these parents, especially young parents, are this scary type of lenient and they don't feel like they can really tell their child anything, which is dumb. But, you know, it, once they found out, it would be like, oh, well, what can I do? Like, be quiet. But for you to help her, for you to help her with this, you have to be sleeping with her. You have to be touching her. You have to be doing something. Because this is not just, oh, I have a female friend who's doing this and I'm helping her. I have a friend who models, who models, who manages everybody. But no matter what you do in life, he can manage you. And I, I was like, how do you manage everything someone can do? But as a father, now there, there's more to the story. There's more to it. Even if he's not forcing her to do this, because I, as a, a woman, how do I even go to my father and ask him, oh, so you mind posting these pics up on your page real quick and then well, you get commission out of the, the people who want my pics off your page? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there, there's more to this. All righty. Well... I just want to let you know. I tell you, my, my listeners, y'all hold me down. Y'all hold me down. Floyd, well, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let's talk to Pastor KL real quick. I don't know if he heard any of the stories. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? Oh, man, just peachy, just peachy. <laughs> Did you hear any of the stories? Yes, I heard a couple of them. All right, so. Tamita gave me a whole new visual of pizza, you know, with the anchovies <laughs> and covered with cheese and stuff like that. You know, no, 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 no. I know flies like to hang around dead people. They like to hang around dog feces. You know, y- y'all <laughs> talking about, you know, we got a few seconds. So, you know, the humans got a 60-second a rule. If the food falls on the floor, we kiss it up to God and we eat it. There ain't no 60-second rule on the fly. We, we, we just not going to do that. We're not going to take that. I know I know God can deliver and heal from everything, but we're just not going to try God. How about that? <laughs> I'm in agreement. Now, now, now with the old man who, who, who killed his, his daughter, listen, he did not want her to make that pumpkin pie. He, he wanted a patty pie. She you wanted a patty pie, and she said she took her time to make Thanksgiving dinner, and Floyd just, just wasn't having it. You know, Floyd turned 81, 
I don't know when's the last one. The next time I'm going to be able to get a patty pie. <laughs> Can you just get me one patty pie? That's all I'm asking. Oh, my you goodness. Know, that, that's, that's the situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to let you all know that a listener sent me in a picture of Floyd. And Floyd is on the other side of the fence. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And Floyd is looking quite wicked, y'all. When you get a chance, look at Floyd's picture. You know what? When you look at the picture of Floyd, you can see why Floyd said he'd do it again. Floyd is looking yeah. mm-hmm. uh, pretty possessed. <laughs> I'm, glad he <laughs> I'm glad he ain't my father. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because if that's what a patty pie will make you look like, I'll pass. I shall pass. I shall pass. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, y'all. It's the final week of the month on a Thursday. And we're going to go to rip from the headlines. So y'all thought those stories were crazy. Those those were really the rip from the headlines. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't think any of the rip from the headlines that I have here can match any of those. I should have reversed them because um, I don't think they, they, they even touch these ripped from the headlines. I mean, these people have really, that we just got finished talking about, they have really lost their ever-loving mind. So let's see where I am going to start today. All righty. I don't even know where to start. Hold on, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. All righty. So, there's a man and a woman. And they go out to eat with her friends. And when the bill hits the table, the table bill is $700 at the steakhouse. So the wife says to her husband, or her friends, he's got the bill. And her husband says, you must be crazy. I'm going to pay $200 for my food and your food. So she gets home, and he leaves. She gets home, and she's mad at him. And she says that she embarrassed him because he left the bill of $700 on the table. And she says that the man should always pay for her for his wife and her friends. He said, no, I'm not paying for nothing more than what we ate because we didn't arrange for me to pick up the bill, and I'm not paying those $700. So she says 
that she was embarrassed in front of her friends who called him a broke husband. <laughs> who is right, Tamika? Well, I stand with us. You know, it wasn't like we had talked about, you know, um, him splurging for you, you know, himself and then the two friends. You know, when we go out, the assumption is that one of us is going to cover us. You know, when you decide to go out and, you know, oh, well, he got the bill, like, you know, with a Rockefeller, then that's wrong. You know, you don't get the right to to say, I understand that it's our money, but, you know, you might want to even, you know, say something, especially if that was your mindset. Listen, we're going out with such and such. Uh, uh, well, even even something as simple as, listen, you pay $200 and I'll give you something else or something. But she automatically outright said, the man always pays. You're trying to show both. You know, and in the process, you cause calamity. And, and I was saying, no, you, you, we didn't talk about this before. Wait a minute, you changing the game plan. And so when you sit up there and now you're embarrassed, you have every right to be embarrassed. You know, I mean, not every right to be embarrassed, but you should be embarrassed because you play, you pull the rug out from up under your husband. You're supposed to be a team, and so that's something that you should talk about, you know, before you get out there and now you're embarrassed. So, you know, the fact that you're embarrassed, you should be. All righty now, all righty now. Shantese, who's right? The divorce attorney. <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> There is no way. Oh, goodness. There is no way you are serious. This has to be like a punk episode. You And again, I say, it's always the person who ain't putting up no money at the table, who has all the ideas, and who has so much to say. And this reminds me of, I had someone tell me a couple years, <laughs> a couple years ago, they went out to eat for one of their friends' birthdays. It was them, their girl, and I think her sister. They went to some expensive steakhouse. And once the bill dropped, the birthday girl's sister says to them, oh, so we going to split this bill, and she's not paying. And they were like, okay, but internally they was freaking out because they didn't have enough money to not to pay for their bill plus half of the birthday girl's bill. And I was like, and you said nothing? You can't just be springing no plan up on people at the table. If you choose to do something like this, then you need to be pulling out your card or your cash and you make it happen. You don't now put this on somebody else. But again, because it's always the broke person that calls the shots and comes up with the ideas. This is what happens. You have every right to be embarrassed. You're the broke wife because he was able to drop 200 on that bill and walk up out of there. He's not broke. He has common sense. He's smart. You're lucky he dropped the $200. No, that, that's beyond tacky. That is beyond tacky. And you're lucky he ain't sitting in the divorce court. <laughs> oh, Pastor KL. Yeah, I, I listen. I've been called many things. You can call me whatever <laughs> you want. I'm gonna have five hundred dollars in my pocket. I don't care what you call. Right. 
I, I, I mean, Nick sounds like you ever seen two guys driving, and there's always the passenger that want to ask the female, "Do, do she want to ride?" Nah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he ain't got no car. Hey, 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 baby, you need a ride? A ride in what? So yeah, you and I go to the restaurant. First of all, listen, if, if I'm coming and and I don't have any money. I'm not eating a hundred dollars worth of stuff. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. I might have to do a hundred dollars worth of dishes. If they still do this. You know, mm-hmm. and then you invite Kumbaya and everybody else who ain't got no money. You invite all your broke <laughs> friends. How about that? All your mm-hmm. broke friends. And now your broke friends are saying that I'm broke. No, I I have five hundred dollars. You have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know right. So who, who's the broke one? So yeah, I I don't understand. I, 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 I'm with Shantice. We, it's time for a divorce. Because clearly, <laughs> we're not equally yoked. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, all right, now, rip from the headlines. I am falling in deep love with a woman who I am not physically attracted to. Her mind humor and life goals are attractive but physically we are not well suited looks have not been the most important priority for me but i would be dishonest if i said it did not matter sometimes i find myself looking away from her out of fear that my face will show what i am thinking i am a clean cut and relatively attractive person i don't understand what this says about me are looks now unimportant? Is it a potential relationship with this woman doomed to fail? Oh, Shanties. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just not attracted to her. And there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is if you lie and lead her on to me. If you can't even look at her, friend zone her. Okay? Respectfully. Friends, though, there's not, you're not going to be attracted to everything about everyone. And although looks should not be the end-all and be-all, we would really be lying to ourselves if we said that we could be around someone that we are not physically attracted to and let it go into a relationship. And then you start talking about being intimate with the person. I can't be intimate with you if I can't look at you. That's just not happening. So, listen, appreciate her mind, her goals, her mentality, her personality, all of that. Leave it as friends. Be honest with that if she asks. And that, that's it. You're not going to be physically attracted to everyone. Like the biggest mistake you could do is to keep pushing for that, knowing, because obviously this is a deal person because you can't look at her, and then you getting her all wrapped up in a relationship, and then now she realizes that, you're not physically attracted to her. All righty, all righty. Pastor KL. This but so, listen, I'm attracted to, to women that I don't even want to talk to all day. You know, so this was <laughs> so much conversation. I'm unhappy. You know, because after a while, I need you to shut up. You know, I mean, I, that's just me. I, my My attention span is not that long to keep on talking to you. So if the only thing that's gravitating to, to, to you for me is your mind, that's not going to work out. 
if if I gotta worry about which A A and P bag I'm gonna put on for your face, you know, then no. We don't need matching luggage like that. You know, that's just not gonna work out. So no, that's that's that uh that, that ain't good for me. All righty. Tamika. Bringing up the real with this. Listen. You can only laugh so much. You can only talk so much. Eventually, <laughs> as we're talking, you're going to look at that face, and he'll see what, since we're talking about a cheese, she's going to want to kiss, and she's turning that face up, that lip towards you. You're going to cringe, whether you cringe physically, <laughs> you know, or mm-hmm. somewhere within you. Eventually, <laughs> like day one, you, you, you're dealing with it, you <laughs> you laughing, you know, then there's something that she does, she, you know, makes a face, and you oh. That's even worse. Don't make that face. You're already ugly. And now I got to, oh, you know, you, you, honestly, let's just be honest. And it's, there's nothing wrong with everybody wants somebody that they're attracted to physically. You know, also, you got to think about a man's anatomy. When a man is attracted, there are things that happen not just in his mind, but in his body. So she's trying to figure, you know, why you don't touch me? Why you don't, you know, why you don't such and such? Why your body don't, you know? You can't seem to react. What's going on? And honestly, you know, in your head you're going, because I'm not attracted to you that way. You know, we can hang, we can go to the movies, but eventually you're going to lay down. And, and in the process of you having difficulty, don't keep going to the doctor trying to figure out what's wrong. You know what's wrong. You're not physically attracted. Part of that whole thing, especially, you know, gaining relationships, is the, the attraction. You know, and there's nothing wrong with you saying, hey, I like you as a friend. You got good sense of humor. You know, a lot of times when you get ready to introduce you, she, she got a great sense of humor. That means she, she don't look so good. So just be honest with yourself and be real enough to say, listen, you're a great person, got a great personality. However, I'm just physically not attracted to you. All righty, all righty. Rip from the headlines. My boyfriend, who is in his 50s, seems to have a strong need or desire to stay friends with all his ex-girlfriends, not just one, but most. He doesn't introduce me to them. He spends quality time with them, going to dinner, buying them, buying them gifts, and talking on the phone. I've told him his closeness to his ex-partners makes me feel insecure, but that I'm willing to work on my insecurity because that's my piece of the issue. My question is, shouldn't he work on exploring why he feels compelled to collect these ex-partners as friends and keep them so close? No one in my social circle thinks this is normal, and I'm embarrassed to tell my friends and family when they ask what he's up to, and I have to say, oh, He's just out to dinner with so-and-so. Am I wrong to ask him to explore why he feels the way um, he feels and needs to stay friends with all of these women? Or should I just get over it? Pastor KL. Well, I don't think think she's wrong at all. I mean, part of your insecurities is he's not making you secure. You know, they're... For me, I mean, I have quite a few, you know, a few, a few. But, we, you know, we're not going out to dinner. <laughs> first of all, I don't want to buy dinner for my wife. 
I definitely don't want to buy dinner for you and your ex. You know, there, 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 there's no benefits from buying you dinner. You know, that's over with. So I don't know why I got to buy you gifts and trinkets and all this stuff and keep you around when I have a woman at home. That 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 That's totally disrespectful. Okay, okay. Shantice. Girl, stop letting this man gaslight you. It has nothing to do with your insecurities. Listen, I have most of my friends are males and most of them are exes. However, when I get into a relationship, automatically certain things stop. Don't ring my phone after 10. And, yes, my man knows about each and every one of y'all. <clears throat> There's no quality time like I do spend unless we are all chilling. My friends, his friends, everybody going out chilling. There's no secret conversations going on. Everything is done out in the open because it's not enough for me to just be content with, well, he knows, you know, that we're friends and, you know, that, okay, we stopped dating eight years ago. We've been platonic friends ever since. No, there's still boundaries that need to take place. So what you're experiencing is your man going out with his other girlfriends because there is no way I know any of my male friends, whether we have a past or not, them buying me anything on a regular is already weird. On top of that, they have a girlfriend and you're buying me stuff. There's no way I could be out with one of my male friends. I know they are in a relationship and we sitting up at dinner and especially this being something consistent. And I never said, oh, so where's so-and-so? Oh, she didn't want to come to the other. And now I'm going to I'll probably have her number. No, those are his other girlfriends. He's trying to make you think they're just friends. It has nothing to do with your insecurities. Just understand what's going on and make your decision from there. Alrighty. Well, rip from the headline. I've been married to the most amazing woman for 30 years. She became a personal trainer and is in incredible shape. I'm not in her kind of shape, and I can't perform too well sexually, even with ED meds. She recently asked if she could have her sexual needs taken care of by a young client she trains. I'm okay with it, since I'm sympathetic to her desires, as long as she doesn't fall in love. Mm. All right. Shanties, what are we talking about here? We're talking about these stupid rules that people put on open relationships. If you could follow rules, the relationship would be monogamous. How are you open with rules? There are no rules. We either only sleep with each other or we sleep with everybody. So when you say she can sleep with this person, which is crazy, Understand that it's not going to only end with that person. Understand that she doesn't even have control as to how she feels. Okay, we sit here all the time and we think we can limit ourselves. Oh, I I can do this. It's just like if you don't drink, ask people who who drink or who used to drink. You always thought you knew your limit before you got drunk to where you were stumbling. No, you, you don't know. There are no rules. So understand 
that you have now officially opened the door to any and everybody being in y'all bed. And now you have no control as to whether she leaves you for someone else or she gets all caught up in other people because it's not going to be contained to just one other man or maybe woman. This is it's open. Open means no rules. So stop trying to fool yourself to thinking that you can put contingencies on this because there's no such thing. It never works. Mm. Tamika, did you hear the 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 uh, the, court, the 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 scenario? I did not. I'm sorry. All right, it's real quick, so I'll read it again. <laughs> I've been married to the most amazing woman for 30 years. She became a personal trainer and and is in incredible shape. I'm not in her kind of shape, and I can't perform too well sexually, even with ED meds. She recently asked if she could have her sexual needs taken care of by a young client she trains. I'm okay with it, since I'm sympathetic to her desires, as long as she doesn't fall in love. Mm, What's your thought? Mm-mm, that's a highway to hell. Um, you know, so basically what she is, it's been literally, basically what she is telling you is you are no longer attractive to me. I have gotten myself together. I am, you know, um, doing what I need to do. You're obviously not interested in doing that. So as opposed to <clears throat> doing you, I'm going to do somebody else. And trust and believe that it's one person. You know, it's not just going to be one person. It literally is a roadway to whatever and whomever she chooses and she pleases. As as long as she starts, if you work in a gym, there's all kinds of bodies. You know, and and as someone who works out a lot and has been in the gym, there are things that are going to catch your eye. You know, okay, that one didn't work sexually. So, and here we go again. You have no idea what that's going to be in the bedroom. Just because they look good doesn't mean that they perform well, you know, and or, or if they, you know, even smell well because uh, everybody that works out mm-hmm. doesn't wash on a regular mm-hmm. I, I've been in the gym. I know that life. There's a whole lot of stuff that you don't know until you actually pull back the sheets and, hit, you know, then you see bacon chips and all types of other things, you know. So <laughs> we're being realistic. We're looking at life. You know, just because it looks good doesn't necessarily mean oh it's good for you. And you're bringing home all that other stuff because as you're with that person, eventually you're going to come home and you got to perform as a, as, as a wife. That's, that is part of your job. So you're doing everything and bringing everything home. There's all kinds of madness that can happen, you know, and that that causes damage to your relationship. I'm surprised that he even said yes to begin with. Mm-hmm. Pastor KL. I, I think this is ridiculous. I think, you know, he said yes at this moment, but he's going to be, he, he's going to be um, the next Floyd. You know, Floyd's going to be stabbing <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I, just, I just don't. I don't see this working out too well. You know what I mean? When, 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 when you start, when she, when she come home and start telling stories, you know about about Opie. You know what I mean? And 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Floyd, Floyd ain't gonna be happy. Floyd ain't gonna be happy. And Floyd gonna say, and I'll do it again if I had to. You know that that. That's going to be Floyd's workout. That's going to be Floyd's workout. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Name Opie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, rip from the headlines. I'm a cross dresser who is able to enjoy wearing women's clothes in private at home. At Halloween, I wanted nothing more than to be fully dressed as a woman and go outside to experience how it felt. I want to wear a nice dress, high heels, pantyhose, wig, makeup, etc. My wife knows I enjoy dressing up and tolerates it, but she's unwilling, she was unwilling to let me express myself out of the house or help me with the process. Uh, so how can I get her to help me get dolled up and experience being a woman for one night? I feel so deprived not being able to be who I want to be, Tamika. Okay, so you can clearly be what you want to be, which would be divorced. You know, let, that's <laughs> it. You ask him. <laughs> <laughs> you can be all that you want to be, truly, oh but God. not in my household. I wish I would wake up one morning, uh, any day. I don't care if it is Halloween, where you decide, hey, you know, that you want to try on my, you know, how do you, how do how does, you know, wearing that bra, how does it feel to your body? You know, I want to know what stockings feel like. Oh, that is, those things are not things that men mm. ever fancy. Ever <laughs> in life, not even try, you know, not even trying it on your arm is not something. And so you want me to help you doll up? That's not happening, you know. And for you to think that she would in her re- regular normal right mind, you know, someone ha- would have to be literally twisted. You know, we we talk about you know women that are in desperation. You married this person, you know, he had tendencies prior to you marrying, and now. This comes out in the in the wash, you know. And so, for you to think that that's okay, it's, it's not going to work. You know, you 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 change the script. Whenever you flip the script, you got to understand that the person that's involved that you're flipping the script with is not always going to be a part of that. And so, you being disappointed, go right ahead because that's that. In, in order for you to function the way you want to function, divorce is literally in order. Oh, my goodness. Shanties. Hmm. Where do people come from? All right, so you're a man married to a woman, but you feel some type of way because the woman won't help you look like a woman. Maybe because she doesn't want to sleep with a woman. If that was the case, I think it's safe to say she'd be a lesbian. I mean, that seems to be the thing to be now, so... If that's what she really wanted to do, then that's what she would do. But how are you mad because someone, because you woke up one day and had to change your heart and decided you want to now on any given day, because this ain't only confined to no Halloween. So one, she's mad because you're lying to yourself, which in turn you're lying to her. This ain't, ain't going to do no Halloween. It's just easier to say you'll dress up like this on Halloween because on Halloween everyone dresses up. But it's not only on October 31st that you want her in your heart to help you look like a woman. So first, stop lying. Then understand that you cannot low-key bully your way 
into someone doing something for you that they do not want to do. Again, here we go. This gaslighting thing again. You're not going to try to make her feel bad because she does not want to help you with something that she deems ridiculous. So understand that this is a solo act for you and take whatever backlash you're going to get from your spouse and just understand that you have no control of the outcome nor her reaction. Alrighty, Pastor KL. Well, first I want to just promote that this is a Christian program and we do not condone uh, divorce. However, do <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, my husband uh, asked me to help me dress up like a woman. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I've been I've been on this earth for a long time, and there was a time when I celebrated Halloween. And there was never a time when I wanted to be a policewoman, you know what I mean, or any kind of woman. I wanted to be a, you know, I wanted to be a superhero, but it was never Wonder Woman. You know, I, I just can't fathom that a grown adult, at this point, your fantasy is to be a woman. You know, there is something in you that you're trying to bring out of you. So just come out the closet, mm-hmm. bust it down, mm-hmm. and tell your wife who you are. No one in their right mind thinks about being a woman if you're a man. That just doesn't happen. So, yeah, there, there is something in you that needs to come out of you, and we need to tell this story so that we can get in the boss, Christianly. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, the due time crew does it again. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. You as well. Everyone have thank a blessed one. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Well, it's about that time. On a Thursday morning, it's Pray For Them. Shantice, what you got? Okay, so this week on Pray For Them, we are praying for Kaylon Walker. And this is like, it's not funny. It is kind of weird because Pastor Seth, you spoke on this a couple of years ago. Kaylon Walker, if you have watched the remake Superfly with Trevor, I forgot his last name. But the remake that came out in 2018, and there was the the whole uh, drug dealer group that wore all white, and there was this one in particular guy on that side, young guy, cutie pie, so cute, oh God. and he had the tattoo of the cross on his forehead. His name was Juju in the movie, and he kept trying to get at the main character. That's Kaylon Walker. He bust into the scene as a rapper by the name of K.R., and he starred in that movie, but first he starred in the movie Kings with Halle Berry in 2017, and he also starred in a two, two episodes of the TV series In Contempt. So, Pastor Steph, I remember you talking about him on the story a couple of years ago as to how he was convicted of sexual assault, but there were some things that I didn't realize. Like, I just knew the the overall story, but he was convicted of sexual assault crimes going back to 2013 up until about Mm -hmm. 2018, including seven victims. And Mm -hmm. amongst those seven victims, I believe three were teenage girls. Mm -hmm. And the convictions included 
three counts of forcible rape, two counts of unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, two counts of rape of an intoxication victim, one count of assault with intent to commit oral sex. And again, this goes back to how they now try to snag you on everything. If he was caught up with jaywalking, he probably would have had that on his record too. Okay. Now, one of the things I didn't realize type of stuff when you first brought this up is the way he used to get his victims. So he used to use social media, social media, primarily Instagram and Twitter, and that's how he would find his victims. So he would go onto his page, and he would mainly target aspiring models and actresses. So that makes sense as to how he was able to get the teenage girls. And he would lure them to locations by telling right. them that he was able to book them jobs, you know, with photo shoots and... Um, you know, acting jobs, whatever the case may be. Um, since he was initially arrested and released, he was then rearrested because six new victims surfaced and was added to the case. But during his trial, his attorney portrayed the accusers as a liar, saying that Kalon did not force the women but he was being accused for these crimes out of revenge because of the false promises he made to them, the false promises of booking them jobs and granting them access to meet his celebrity friends. So his theory was he didn't force them to do it. They're just mad, and they're not lying because he was not able to do this, and they're just mad that they fell for his BS. So how many times am I going to fall for your BS or hear other women fall for it, not even if it's your particular BS, because we've heard about this. Okay, but the jurors, they did acquit him of two counts of forcible rape and one count of forcible digital penetration. I didn't know what that was, so me being me, mm. I looked that up real quick. Digital penetration, the use of fingers, thumbs, or toes to sexually penetrate the vagina. Mm. Or so there was a whole lot of hoopla going on. With these victims, you would have to have some serious time on your hands to have time to find a term like digital penetration, even if you didn't use those words, to accuse someone of doing this to you just because you're mm-hmm. mad that they didn't hook you in with their celebrity friends. But despite the counts that he was acquitted on, he was still sentenced to the 50 years to life. So he would have mm-hmm. to do at least the 50 years, which means he's not eligible to be out. Until he's about 77 years old, and he was mm-hmm. only about 27, 28 years old, and he got locked yeah. up. And on top of that, he was ordered to be registered as a lifetime sex offender. I'm trying to figure out why you got to be a sex offender in jail, but I guess whatever. I guess maybe <laughs> because, like, who are you offending in jail? Because you'll be trying to run from the other people in there. But, okay, I guess because God spares his life, he could get out at 77, and I guess he'll be looking like Martin and Eddie Murphy in life. But you'll still be registered as a sex offender. What I found very interesting about this is that you use your social media, mainly your Instagram and your Twitter page, to lure these um, women in order to get them to where you want them to be so that you can do these things to them. And now there is a whole Instagram and YouTube page called The Accused and The Abused that is all about his conviction, his victims, and his stories. And on the YouTube page, there's even accusations of his girlfriends enabling these crimes. So mm. we need to lift Kayla Walker up in prayer 
that he does not <laughs> lose his mind if he hasn't already lost it. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure once he heard the 50 years to life in his mind, he probably died a few times. Praying for the girlfriend and anyone else who possibly assisted him with this because as we learn, these celebrities are not able to do a lot of what they do if they don't have the support and the help. They are not able to execute all of these things, especially on a consistent basis alone. Praying for the defense attorney because they will say and do whatever he did. Because there's also talk about his defense team trying to appeal this. What is there to appeal? But they're trying to appeal this. So praying for their integrity, praying that it's not about the money or the notoriety or the clout or whatever it is that they're trying to gain by getting this young man off. Yes, he's young. Yes, he's very unfortunate. But if you're guilty of the crime, then you got to do the time. Praying for his peers, for any his followers, anyone who has looked up to him, that they can understand that this stuff is real. And understanding how you just, and Pastor stuff you say all the time, especially about our young men, just handing their lives over, throwing them away, such a promising future. You're working with veterans like Halle Berry. You're working with you're working with actors like Jason Mitchell and all of these people. There's no telling where his career could have gone because he. If you have not watched Superfire, he played that role. It's streaming he on did. Stars. If you have Stars, if your friend has Stars, go over to their house and watch it. He ripped that role up. He did. So there's no telling where, you know, his talents could have taken him. And just really praying over his life, you know, because whether he is able to live out the whole 50 years at least and then see the outside again or whether God, you know, forbid he passes away while he's in there. Just praying that he understands what he did and he's repentant and he gives his life to God because that's the only way he's going to be able to make it whether he's able to get out or not. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! All right, let's... uh... Kalon, right, is his name? Yes. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Oh. oh, dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you, dear Heavenly Father, first thanking you because you have awakened us and invited us into your day, God, with an open mind with a sane mind, and we're grateful to Heavenly Father because we have, after so long of rejecting you, we have decided to give our lives to you, God, and you have accepted us. Even through some of our uh, sinful ways and sinful deeds, you still accept us on a daily basis. Lord, we're lifting up Kalon before you, dear God. Lord, such a young tragedy, such a tragedy mm-hmm. at such a young age, God, such a talented individual, and, and only could be given from you. All good mm-hmm. and perfect gifts come from you, dear Heavenly Father, and because of fame, because of money, because of attention, because of power, he has actually handed his life over to the enemy. And he has never anticipated that his deeds would render 
such a consequence. And Lord, we're asking you to just penetrate his heart and penetrate his Mm -hmm. spirit, God, that he would see his wicked and evil ways, that manipulation, that hatred, that deceit, and so many other components that he has leaked into these women's lives was unacceptable to you, God. Whether you felt he knew better or not was simply unacceptable to you. And, Lord, we're asking you that you awaken him, that he's been sentenced to at least 50 years in jail. And, Lord, we're asking you to penetrate him from now, because even though he may spend the next 50 years behind bars, he can be influential. There's no reason why he can't go from Saul to Paul. There's no reason. Amen. There's no reason why he can't spend the rest of the time that he has, and the journey has just begun for him in this sentence, that he can't spend this time saluting you, acknowledging Amen. you, and drawing people to you just based on what he's done in this short life. In 27 years, he's wreaked so much havoc. And, Lord, we're Amen. just asking you to help him see how the things that he did were so unacceptable, were nasty, were evil, that he comes from a father who is a liar, And he will Mm -hmm. never be anything different. So he needs to turn his life over to you. Because as long as he follows the enemy, he will only be one thing. But in you, with you, for you, he can be so much more. He can be so influential to draw so many lives to you, God, that he could help to change so many lives, God, that he would wake up and want to apologize to all of his victims, God, that he would see that he has helped to destroy lives and he would spend the rest of his life just reversing what he's done. We ask you to to be with his girlfriend, the Heavenly Father, who probably won't be with him for the next five minutes. Because if he's 27, she's about 27 as well. She's not going to give the, the 50 years of her life to him. But at the time, God, she thought that was the thing to do. She thought that was supporting him was the right thing to do. God, we ask you to help her understand her sinful ways, the things that she did wrong, how she has helped to also destroy other lives and that she would be repentant and that she would turn to you, God, and give her life to you as well, that she would apologize to everyone who she's helped to victimize, anyone else, God, who may have been in his camp, who uh, lived the same lifestyle, who supported him, 
We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just touch their eyes, that they would see differently, God. Touch their minds, that they would think differently. Touch their hearts and their spirits, dear Heavenly Father, that they would want to make a change. And, Lord, we ask you to be with every victim, dear Heavenly Father. In a way, God, we're grateful that it was done while they were young. Because as you spare their life, there's so much time that they can spend in helping others and helping to save others from making the same mistake. Helping others to see this coming, that they could help to advocate for others, dear Heavenly Father. We ask that you do your perfect healing in their life, dear Heavenly Father. God, we're lifting up the defense attorneys, God, who will do anything for a dollar. And, Lord, we pray that you shake them into understanding that these people have already been a victim and they are helping to re-victimize them every time they defend someone who is guilty. That these people Mm -hmm. are entitled to a defense. However, they are not entitled to this behavior and this level of defense. That you don't victimize one person to help get another person free, God. So we pray to Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father that if you have to strip them of their license, then do so. Whatever it is that you need to do to help them to realize and to help them take and walk uh, uh, straight on the straight and narrow to Heavenly Father, we pray that your will would be done, but that they would mainly understand that they do not help. They're not really helping. If they're helping a person to stay guilty, they're not helping. That it's all about the money. And they have a greater responsibility, God, to to do better with the intellect that you've given them for them to even become an attorney. Lord, we ask you to be with everyone who um, has anything to do with his prison sentence, who has anything to do with um, how he's treated, how he's taken care of, God, that they would not exact their revenge on his life. And we're grateful to you, dear Heavenly Father, that we have this opportunity to lift him up to you right now, God, that it's never too late. It's never too late. He's young, and he's ripe for the picking, but he's also ripe for the picking for the enemy's camp as well, God. So, Lord, we're asking you to help him not further throw his life away, that he does not throw up his hands and give up because he figures he doesn't have anything to live for. And we're giving you the glory and honor today because we know that you can do anything but fail, God. In the precious Amen. name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Shanti. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Uh, you know, there's just so much we have to learn from day to day, regardless of how old we are. You know, there's so many things that we have done, you know, and and in this walk, you know, we've been talking about this walk all week. And in this walk, I I promise you that 
regardless of how long you've been, you know, on this path, you always wake up and go, oh, my God, did I do that? Oh, my God, was was I like that? That there's this realization as to the things that you've done over the course of your life that you realize God was not pleased with, that you thought was fine, that you never gave another thought to, that you even think that way now. There may be things that you even do right now that sometimes you have to go, Am I supposed to be? Just, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I did that. You know, the other I was telling um, one of my daughters the other day. I said, you know, I think about some of the stuff I did after I gave my life to the Lord, and I'm like, oh my Lord. Or I'll think about something that I did, and I'm like, and then I start thinking about the timeline. You know, well, how old was I when that happened? And I'm like, oh, Stephanie. That was after you said yes to the Lord. That was after you got baptized. Oh, my God, you got to have to pay for that one. And, yes, God does throw your sins in the sea of forgetfulness. <laughs> but as we see with this young man, there are consequences that we have to pay. It's nothing to speak for the consequences of your actions. And God, in his mercy and his grace, he does forgive you. But we have to suffer the consequences. But you know what? When we realize that it's the chastisement, the righteous chastisement of God, the chastisement that says, I chastise those who I love and I call my family, that if God didn't care nothing about you, he just lets you go. And just let you live and be wicked and sinful and just shrug his shoulders at you. Man, and you'd be on this permanent road to hell. So I thank God whenever he smacks me, spanks me, reprimands me, chastises me, whatever you want to call it. I give God thanks because if that means that you have pardoned my sin and I'm not going to hell for that one, then I say thank you because I'd rather you spank me than to destine me to hell, than to sentence me to hell. So make sure you get on the right track and you don't have to be destined to hell. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please don't miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. And even if you've given your life to Christ, please do not miss this opportunity right now to strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Because later, it's not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love you.